Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant of Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pinot, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a partner. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I do like their man. Welcome everybody to episode seven, six. Depends if we, how we count the good old boys episode. That's a that's a bonus episode. That's a bonus episode. This yeah. is six. This is six. Episode six of Sine Wave Pod, the show all about the peaks and valleys and actors' careers and Hollywood in general. I'm your host Hannah, with my good friend Sean. Hello. And we are doing our first Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. Of our <laughs> first major series of the show. What's the matter with Matt Damon? Which I got called out for by Connor. Oh, really? He was like making fun of how that sentence goes. And I was like, it's funny. What's the matter with Matt? Because he says like, why is it like two M's in matter? And I was like, because Matt. Wait, what do you mean? I don't know. I mean, he was making fun of my disability. Fuck you, Connor. Yeah. Um, now, we were meant to be talking about the good old boys today. There were some issues which if you're an avid listener you're probably aware of already we weren't able to find a copy of the good old boys anywhere online like this actually does not exist i think you can rent it if you live in the uk but in this is one thing about doing a show in ireland it's very hard sometimes find content on streaming platforms or on touring platforms because they just we're in a weird region where we are in the uk but we're also in europe so we just sometimes don't get stuff so we're sorry if we ever do find a copy of The Good Old Boys, if you know it, please email yeah. it to us. If anybody here has either a digital copy or like a, a, DV- a DVD yeah. of The Good Old Boys, I, I am putting out a bounty. Um, <laughs> I will buy you a pint if you can find <laughs> us a copy of this. Um, so unfortunately, we were not able to watch the 1995. Jesus, he had a big break between Geronimo and... Oh, really? Well, Geronimo's 93 and then The Good Old Boys is 95. Sure. Focusing on writing, I guess. Genuinely, yeah, yeah, I think so. But the movie we're talking about today is the nineteen another nineteen ninety five movie mm. called Glory Days. Glory Days, starring Ben Affleck, Sam Rockwell, um, <laughs> Megan Ward, uh, Frank French Stewart, uh, Vinny De Mas De Misi, and then Vin Hong, which feels like I'm saying it like incorrectly. Who's <laughs> he? He is. Oh, he's in Children of the Corn. Vin Hong as Slosh. Uh, my job is going to be much harder for this episode. Yeah. Because to make up for the fact that we didn't watch The Good Old Boys, what we've done is we have recorded ourselves watching the Glory mo- Days. Yeah. And we're going to be kind of cutting little bits of that in throughout this episode, I think. So hopefully this is a slightly longer episode than normal because you'll have yeah, our live... Yeah, almost certainly will y- be. You'll we'll have our live reactions. Yeah. So this movie is insane. I, I can't describe the look of glee on Sean's face. <laughs> Sean is having such am, a great time. I'm so happy right now that we're not watching the fucking good old boys. <laughs> <laughs> also because uh, I tried to watch the good old boys last night and I couldn't find it legally. Yeah. So I went to the dark web, Sean. Yeah. Um, and I was meant to watch it here. And genuinely, if you haven't listened to the bonus episode, go listen to it because we explain what's going on there. But before we get into Glory Days, which mm. spoiler alert, that that movie honks. I've never seen I'm, Sean. I'm not going to share my opinion on Glory Days quite yet because I think it might be surprising. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
So Sean, what's been going on in the expo this week? <laughs> <laughs> Got, we've got some X-Men over here. We're recording on a Wednesday for, I believe, the first time ever, which means it's New Comics Day. Oh, wow. Um, we have not recorded in about two weeks. Yeah, so... Because life. Yeah. We had side plot going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got three issues of X-Men out. We've got Heralds of Apocalypse. We've got X-Men number 24. We've got The Sinister Four. This is the last Before the Fall issue. Yes, this is the, so for context for um, where we are in the timeline, the uh, School Ties episode has just come out when you were talking about Apocalypse being like mind controlled. So is that still... Colossus being mind controlled. Sorry, I don't know who any of these people are. Sinister is not bad though. I know his name's Sinister. He's definitely not a bad guy. He's just a little lad. He's just a, he's just a funny little dude. He's He's just just a little guy. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Yeah, no, Sinister is a terrible man and uh, he should not have been allowed into any position of power. Uh, Is he a Nazi? Dubiously can. Uh, there was a mini series a while ago where he was working with the Nazis, no. but also there have been other shit that came out before that that contradicts that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, X Men has been going since the seventies. You know, since the sixties even. You just got to say don't worry about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Chuck Bass rule. Chuck Bass from Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. My yeah. sister loves Gossip Girl. Because she's a woman of tape. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Chuck Bass rule is basically in order to enjoy a character, sometimes you have to ignore canon events of the show because they. Sure. So in season episode, spoilers for Gossip, the Gossip Girl pilot, I guess. <laughs> I'll put the Gossip Girl theme music <laughs> in here. And who am I? That's not a secret I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO. They make Chuck do like an attempted sexual assault in the first episode. Damn. So it's, and it's because it's the pilot. Yeah. They don't realize what the character is going to be. Sure. So it's like, you have to just kind of be like that. He actually doesn't do that for you to actually watch the rest of the show and enjoy it. Sure. So it's Chuck Pastoral. The thing with Sinister is that like, he got kind of, a new writer took over, like Kieran Gillen, fantastic comic writer kind of took over writing him in the mid-2010s, sometime around then. I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. it was. And he is—he basically, like, remade the character. Because yeah. up until then, he had been, like, very serious and kind of edgy and, like, this kind of looming threat on the, on the edges. And Cut then, my life into pieces. <laughs> yeah. And Kieran Gillen, like, took one look at his character design and, like, what he's doing. is like, no, this dude doesn't really work if we take him seriously. He's going to be a funny dude. Is Kieran Gillen the guy who wrote... Wicked and Divine? Yes. yes. I read, yes, I, I owned, I've read the first issue, or yeah. the first omnibus, and mm-hmm. I have the second one. Wicked and Divine's cool. Yeah, I, can, I yeah, I'm I, I not a big fan of the Wicked and the Divine, but I can see its appeal. It's a cool yeah. art. I have, I've only read one. Yeah, volume. I only read one as well, and I said I wasn't really too interested in reading anymore. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also in X Men number twenty four, Pog or Pog is back. Are they the little cucumber people? No, he's a big crocodile man, and now he's got his poglets, who are <laughs> his children. I just took down my hair because I felt like taking it down but it was a perfect way for me just to rub my face at the word poglet yeah poglets poglets um yeah when is the fall of X-Men happening soon fall of X begins at the Hellfire Gala 
which comes out at the end of this month. Imagine going to a gala. Imagine going to a gala, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to dox myself. Yeah. Um, Hannah had a silly week. Yeah. Also out this week, which I actually think you will enjoy. Is... No, I love ladies who fly. Yeah, Barnstormers number one, which is interesting. It's a. Uh... I love the art. Yeah, the art throughout the whole thing is gorgeous. <sighs> it was originally a digital only comic that has just come into physical print now. This is my note. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 you can absolutely take it, yeah. You know how much I love World War II fighter pilots? This is World War I. <gasps> I believe just post-World War One. Yeah. I'll um, stop with the noises. Yeah, um, it's about, what, it's about a barnstormer who's like, yeah. He's my husband. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Wait, no, this guy? Yeah. Is he a Nazi? Uh, this guy is... All of them are my husbands. That's uh, a husband? That's, this, this guy is the good guy. Um... <laughs> Any of the other handsome men you see in this are Pinkerton agents. No! <laughs> yeah. No! Yeah. Not Booker DeWitt. It's very good. It looks good. Yeah. Any other comic book things we want to before we get to... Uh... Uh, Daredevil number 13 came out today. Very um, good? Very good. It's the second last issue in Chip Starsky and Marco Cicchetto's Daredevil series, which is God tier, and I'm very sad it's ending. In this issue... Daredevil goes to hell to fight the devil. Hella. Yeah. How supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were originally going to do Supernatural podcasts? God, that's a dark timeline. <laughs> where that so, actually happened. Aren't you so much happier we're doing Matt Damon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing spoilers. Matt Damon movies? Great. Yeah. Speaking of movies, I have two movies to talk about. One I'm going to talk about favorably and one that I'm not going to talk about favorably. Oh, okay. So my first movie is one. I didn't watch all of it this time. I've seen it before. I love it. The Deer Hunter. Have you ever seen The Deer Hunter? My friend Finn. Shout out Finn. Finn of the boys. Hey there, Finn. Uh, one of my, like, first times spending time with him. Like, we went to Limerick for a thing. I can't remember what it was. But we got a lift back with his dad. Mm-hmm. And his dad spent the entire car journey just explaining the plot of The Deer Hunter so to us it. when we were, like, 15. <sighs> the Deer Hunter is great. Yeah. Very actually in tune with this movie. It's a great movie about male friendship. Aha, I see. Yes. From what I understand of The Deer Hunter plot, not much more is applicable to this movie. <laughs> well, no, so the first... Actually, I, dis- I disagree. So the, the opening... So I watched the opening okay. hour of The Deer Hunter with my parents because we were literally... Sure. So, like, we were we had finished watching something and it was half ten and we were flicking around or, like, half eleven on a Saturday. Yeah. And we were flicking around looking for other things to watch and The Deer Hunter just started. So we went, we're going to watch until the happy times end. Okay. So... <laughs> I don't think we heard about any of the happy times when oh, Finn's dad so talked to us. The, how The Deer Hunter starts it's set in 1950s i want to say sure 1950s 19 i think it's 1960s um pennsylvania steel town and it is robert de niro mm-hmm. christopher walking and the third guy whose name i can never remember because he's not as famous <laughs> sure. as the other two yeah let me look at it now. i don't know why i had steve buscemi being in this movie in my brain i might have just so been so you probably have steve buscemi in your brain because one of the guys in the deer hunter who does not spoiler like they go to vietnam yeah one of the guys in the deer hunter is um what is his name he is john kazatsi i i'm not saying his surname right sure he is probably has the best filmography of any actor ever oh really he is fredo in the first two godfathers Ooh. he is in dog day afternoon oh, yeah i'm aware of that i haven't this, seen it and then yeah. he dies Oh shit, yeah. okay. He was, and do you know who, he basically 
campaigned for his girlfriend to be in this movie because mm. he was like, she's such a great talent and I think she should be in this movie. Sure. You know who his girlfriend is? Who? Meryl Streep. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> it's one of Meryl Streep's like, I don't think it's her first movie, but it's one of her big movies. Sure. So the movie starts, basically, and the third guy who's very central to the start of this movie is played by uh, John Savage. So, and he's, who's in? Do the right thing. Hey, hey who's he playing that? I'm going to check. Da, da, da. This is what you want. You want me checking. Someone called Clifton. It's probably one of the cops. I, I genuinely sure. don't know. So how it's like this Russian Orthodox town in like Pennsylvania. Mm. And what it is, it is Stephen, who's played by John Savage. It is Stephen's wedding day. And the first 20 minutes of the movie is Robert De Niro. I was about to say Steve Buscemi. Robert De Niro, Christopher Walking. <laughs> Steve, Stephen, and they're like three buddies, and they're all just going to the bar and hanging out and listen and singing, um, like Frankie Valley and drinking, like, um, what's the beer that the, the anger video game nerd loves? I don't know. They're just drinking, like, this, like, cheap ass, like, Bud Light, but worse kind of beer. It's like, sure. um, and like, like Natty Light or something? Natty Light, but it's something like Rock Bell or something like that. <laughs> sure. It's something terrible. Like, yeah. I recognized it, and I was like, Rock Shore? <laughs> no, but they're just then like, they're just drinking and hanging out and it's great because they're just these buddies and then you find out the three of them, the reason Stephen's getting married is the three of them are going to Vietnam. Yeah. So then the rest, the next half an hour of the movie is Stephen's wedding day. Sure. So you have all the women in the town getting ready for the women and his like wife-to-be getting ready and all this stuff. But what's so great about it, I think it's genuinely the best wedding in a movie ever because all the extras are just the residents of the town. Oh, you told me about this, and actually. They just, yeah, like, and they just, they just paid for all their booze, right? They just invited them to a wedding. And okay. be like, we just need you to clap and act like you're doing a wedding. Yeah. They acted like it was a proper wedding. Hell yeah. Like, they brought presents, like wrapped presents. So there's all these stacks of presents that right. actually have things in them that like, they helped use to pay for the budget of the movie. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, Christopher Walken like, jumps over a beer class, but it's just like... It's just this really joyful celebration mm. of these like people getting married, and there's this undercurrent of you're watching it and you're like, "Yeah, fuck, where are they going after They're this?" They're going after <laughs> this, and there's like a, there's all these things where Meryl Streep is like best friends with Robert De Niro and um, Christopher Walken. It's a bit. There's definitely a queer reading of their relationship. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. They live in a they live in a trailer together. Hell yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're, then, they're roommates? They're roommates. <laughs> and then Christopher Walking just proposes to Meryl Streep. Sure. And Robert De Niro is very sad about it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a scene where there's like a green beret appears and they're like, Christopher Walking's like, I want to send me where the bullets are flying. And you're like, no, you don't, Christopher Walking. And then they like go hunting and it's like really intense and it's just like, oh, male friendship, it's wonderful. Then they're in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't say anything more, but Deer Hunter is very, very good. I yeah. love it. It's... Oh, Hell yeah. What's the other movie? I want to saw Asteroid City. Okay. I got invited to go and see Asteroid City. I was like, I'm not really feeling this. Do you want me to spoil a bit of it? I do not really give a shit about we'll put spoilers. Asteroid City. Yeah. So, I'll find some Asteroid City music to put in front of this. There's, a very, there's music in it that you sure. can use. I hate the framing device of this movie. Okay. I love Wes Anderson. Sure. I love Royal Tenenbaums. I love the Grand Budapest Hotel. I haven't seen the Royal Tenenbaums, but I liked the Grand Budapest 
decently. Fantastic Mr. Fox, very fun time. I also haven't seen that. It's a fun time. Mm. I feel like I should see that. That's a good movie. Yeah. I Love Dogs I'm fine on, didn't like French Dispatch, felt like a parody. Sure. Everyone's like, this movie's great. This movie's not great. Okay. This whole thing with this movie is it's framed as like this, I won't talk about it for too long. It's framed as like this kind of, you go to this quirky little town called Asteroid City. Mm. And then when you, and in all the marketing materials, like in, it's I'm being advertised quite heavily. It's all this really like pastel. It's like really overexposed, yeah. saturated. It looks really cool. You can color me surprised when the movie starts in black and white. Oh, okay. And basically what it is, is you are watching a, oh, it's so fucking Wes Anderson. You're watching a 1950s, 1960s documentary about the history of the play Asteroid City where they're talking about the author who is writing Asteroid City and the different actors who play characters in Asteroid City and then when you are watching Asteroid City you're watching the play that they're putting on wild wild that's really interesting really interesting it sounds interesting it's really jarring because you'll just be watching a scene of this play asteroid city and it cuts out and they do like five minutes of this is how we met them this is how the main actor was discovered okay sure so you just get taken out of now maybe i think if you go into it knowing that that's the framing device it's fun that has made me far more interested yeah maybe i I, I will say i watched this on the monday after the monday when my last week when I and after my three days at silliness <laughs> yeah so I probably maybe wasn't in the mindset for it I know sure. some people have seen it and they've loved it but see I thought it because like the whole thing with the plot of Asteroid City it's about an alien invasion yeah. so I thought it was going to be like yeah um, the whole thing is it's like a tourist trap town where they like are waiting for aliens to show up or it's not even like a tourist that, right? trap town it's a town of like a hundred people where these like people are going to visit for these like kids winning like a science competition oh okay. and then in the middle of it aliens come and steal something <laughs> <laughs> that's fun i like it's that fun. like it's one of those weird like it's i really wish i liked it more yeah but it's just a bit there's kind of not a lot going on because sure. obviously the, the play asteroid city is meant to be like a 1960s play i've read stuff about it since and supposedly it's about like grief and getting over grief and stuff sure there's some three there's three feral little kids in it they're incredible I love feral kids. oh they're very fun you'll like them hell yeah i know i'll give I've, it a rewatch sometime i've which... heard that there is a scene with margot robbie in it that's fantastic yes sure. that yeah <laughs> i don't know i just didn't i was watching it and i was like i wish i was liking this more sure you know yeah Maybe, uh, maybe I need to give it a rewatch with the like knowledge of what it's about going into it yeah. and knowing it's, knowing it's a play, it's like a play within a play. Yeah. Cause sometimes I feel like if you go into like those plays within a play is cold, you just, you're so shocked when it happens. happens. Yeah. 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 Um, and cause none of the advertising has included even implied that at all. At all. Yeah. And like Brian Cranston's the narrator. So you're just oh, like, yeah. okay, sure. Edward Norton is the playwright. So it does like his whole life. Sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I just wish I liked it more. Yeah, I've been I I was sick last week. Yeah. So I've got I've been consuming a lot of media to talk about. This is gonna be such a long episode. Oh yeah. This is gonna it's, be. It's to make up for missing a movie. Is this gonna be two? Is it gonna be a first two hour pod? Let's find out. Oh fuck me. <laughs> I read a bunch of comics last week because I was ill, but I'm just gonna kind of briefly go over those. I think I read Shuna's Journey by Hayao Miyazaki. Oh. Um, which is like a, it's a manga that he made 
after the first film that he directed flopped. Is this that's um, Lupin the yeah. Third, right? After yeah, after Lupin. After Lupin, the movie flopped. Yeah. Oh really? That movie did terribly. But it's meant to be great. Yeah, it's it's really good. But it's just like no, the Lupin, no, nobody fucking saw it. Just the Lupin fans went, not my Lupin. Yeah, he did a like a manga after that, and it's gorgeous. It's amazing. Is that the easy one, five out of five? Is that the one that inspired um, Castle in the Sky? Or whatever, or Nausicaa. You can see bits of a lot of his films in here. Like, yeah, it's kind it's, of... It's very Nausicaa. It's very um, Princess Mononoke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Princess Mononoke. Yeah. You'll, you'll love Shuna's Journey. Ooh, it's really good. I need to get better at reading. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I've gotten so bad at reading yeah. since I started my new job. Yeah. Um, I'm still reading that book from fucking like week three. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, what else did you read that was good? Coda by Cy Spurrier and Matthias Bergara. Mm-hmm. I ha- I've had volume one of it sitting on my shelf since uh, I went to Amsterdam like three years ago. Um, and I just had never gotten around to reading it. So when I was sick, I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll give yeah. it a shot. It's so good. Is it good? Yeah. So it's a 12-issue series. The first volume only has the, four is- the first four issues in it. Okay. And they recently announced that they're doing a sequel series. Perfect. It's a perfect time. Exactly, yeah. But they also just released like a big deluxe hardcover version with all of it so far in it. That's and going I, in my basket, thanks Sean. Yeah, and I, I fully, I read the first volume and was like, okay, I'm going to wait until I can get the big hardcover to finish this. It's amazing. Size Spurrier is one of my favourite comic writers ever. Him and Matthias Bergara working together, fantastic. They did my favourite comic series of last year, Step by Bloody Step. That the um, one that has no dialogue. Yeah, that is no, it has no text. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it had, well, it has text, but it's slowly in like a weird, fucked up, made up alien language, so you can't understand any of it. But Co- what Coda is about is Spurrier described it as uh, as what if Mad Max happened in Middle Earth? Oh, Sean, that's yeah. up my fucking alley. Yeah, that sounds great. So like the the main antagonists kind of of it are this gang of bandits who have chained their camp to the last giant who's like wandering through the deserts so it's more yeah. it's mortal engies with giants <laughs> yeah <laughs> i fucking love yeah. mortal engines the, the the main character is a, exactly the kind of character that spurrier is fantastic at writing where he's like just a little he's just a little bastard man who's like he'll fuck people over and he'll like make terrible decisions to get mm-hmm. what he wants in the end but he'll feel really bad about it the Ooh. whole time he's doing it. it Love great. that. Yeah. Read first volume of Vagabond. That was good. Samurai's. I've been watching something. The Flash? No, not The Flash. I'm going to I'm gonna get another... <laughs> well, I talk oh, about the songs please. I've been listening to recently. Yes, yes, do. Absolutely. Yeah, so I was about to say, if my dad's listening. My dad's never listening to this. My brother's listening. <laughs> Your brother's listening. Hi, John. Hello, um, John. Tell our, my lovely niece I say hello. I don't want to say her name because she doesn't have consciousness yet to consent to her name being on a podcast. Shout out to the niece. We love her. Um, uh, as my brother and my cousin would know, my dad's a big music person. He's infected me with music, brain. So um, this is the song I've been currently hyper fixating on. Uh, to the River by Groove Armada. I've not heard it. Which you would have definitely heard because it used to be in an M&S ad. Oh, okay. It's fun. It just came. There's this like amazing trumpet riff 
all the way through. Oh, I do love a good trumpet. I'll play it for you when we're finished yeah. the record. You can cut it like the, the trumpet riff in here. Sure. It's just, <laughs> it's just like an incredible, it's like, oh, it's an amazing song. Um, that's been one of my hyperfixation songs for the last while. Um, what's my other one then? Uh, got really into Marvin Gaye recently. Ooh. Love Marvin Gaye. Nice. Um, listening to what's going on and all that album. That's yeah. been really good. What else has my uh, recent hyperfixation songs? Lovers Rock by TV Girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a TikTok song. <laughs> if I, and today's hyperfixation has been 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. Hell yeah. That's a great song. Nice. So yeah, listen to Guru Mata, um, 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. That's great. There's a reason. Oh. And Stream Param by Kylie Minogue. <laughs> also, Song li- of the Summer. Also listen to Who Shed on the Floor at My Wedding. Oh, I'm, uh, episode, I'm five episodes in? Yeah. I, I finished it yesterday. A podcast about two, like, Kiwi lesbians. Are they, ki- are they both Kiwi? I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, they're where- from New Zealand. Okay. Um, so I know one they're of from them- New Zealand, but they live in Amsterdam. Uh, okay. I couldn't tell uh, where their accents were from. Yeah. So I know one of them was very Australian. Um, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> they got married on a boat. They someone married, pooped on the boat. Someone shot on the floor. <laughs> but it's like so weird because, like, they, someone crapped on the floor, but it's in the bathroom. Yeah. It's really odd. The or whole thing is it. <laughs> um, we'll we'll discuss that the next episode because yeah, because you'll have finished it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it, int- it, it's a true crime podcast about a crime that truly doesn't matter, and yeah. it's very fun. And it's like one of their friends is doing it, but she's just she's doing what I love, which what I would do in this situation. She's yeah. leaning into the bit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. Like she started doing a, a detective course <laughs> online. Um, yeah. it's very um, very fun. I have started watching something. Yeah. Which. When I did tell Hannah about it, made her very angry. You're watching The Flash, but you've been watching The Flash for a while. It's not The Flash. Not The Good Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I have watched the first six episodes of The Good Doctor. How bad is it? It's terrible. It's awful. It's exactly as bad as it seems, and I love it. (laughs) We were so close to getting into good content, and we've failed so dramatically. Is Doctor the, Dr. Hans hasn't turned up yet? Doctor Han only shows up in season two. So uh, is it just that? And I, I'm gonna say I don't mean this to sound offensive. Yeah. Is it just he has a superpower of autism? Yes. Oh. Geez. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Jesus what it is. Christ! It's every it's every bad stereotype of an autistic person you could ever imagine put into one character in a show. Isn't he addicted to porn? He's not addicted to porn, but there's an episode about how much he likes porn, uh, and it's. <sighs> Like what they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to have it be like, People. oh yeah, this guy is like a sexual being. Yeah, like he he has romantic interests. He's interested in pursuing relationships and shit. They talk about how much he likes porn a lot. <laughs> I know he has a baby by the, the yeah, me series. too. And the character who he has the baby with has shown up. And and I'm like, girl, get away from this man. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Good Doctor. I'll I'll update when I watch more of the Good Doctor because I'm Please going to. Don't, <laughs> don't. You, you don't need to. We'll be happy without it. I really want to. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've mediated. I went to a few concerts. Yeah. I've been. We've been. We've been living our lives. We've been yeah. pursuing the plot. I was in Yodis. In Gal, you went to Galway. I went to Galway. How's yeah. Galway? Oh, it was chill. Yeah, it's a nice little city. It's in the most. No, probably not the most cursed bar, but one of the most cursed bars I've ever been in. Really? Yeah, Yodis. I've never been to Yodis. 
You should keep it that way. <laughs> Actually, no, don't. Yodi's was a fantastic time. We showed up about an hour after opening, and there was a guy who was, like, passing out on the bar and had to be escorted out. Three separate hen parties showed up. Yeah, we had a, we had a good time. Nice. I've recorded a bit of the podcast in there. Which you heard in the Rising Sun episode. In the Sun Rising Sun episode. episode, yeah. Shout out to Garvin and Neve, my, my our brief first cam- co-host. Our cameos. Yeah. I think we've done about half an hour of... Yeah. It's time. Damn, that's the longest we've ever done that. It's because I got ranting about two movies. And, and I got I... ranting about comics. Again, we didn't do it for Glory Days. Yeah. Uh, or not Glory... This is... Glo- Good old boys. Good old boys. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's like, these two fuckers are overcompensating so much for the fact they've missed <laughs> one TV movie, even though they were like, we're making exceptions for these two TV movies, but yeah. we're not doing TV movies. And we're we, like, what's this? Again, sorry. again... If anybody can bring me a copy of The Good Old Boys, <laughs> I will buy you a, a pint um, at the least. So, this movie. Glory Days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have opinions. I've never seen Sean laugh as much watching a movie. I fucking love this movie. Sean <laughs> loves this movie. This movie was so much fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I had as much fun with it as I, I... I don't know if I had so much fun because I was just watching you watching it. Yeah. Wait, wait, you just gonna walk away from your photography now after you spent a year on it? You finally get in your eye and you're putting it together and it's starting to look good? Okay, okay. This might be the best movie ever. It's the most Sean movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I love that he has a little martini glass. <laughs> Is this movie excellent? Yes. <laughs> Oh, Sean, I think this might be your favorite movie ever. Yeah! Fuck yeah! Oh, Sean, you Dude is living the fucking dream. Got a Twelver and Shred. Twelver and Shred with the boys? Sean, you just want to live in this movie. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Like I think us watching. Yeah, this it has t- been this has been the first movie that we actually we watched, watched together. together. Yeah, that's why we did the do- double record. It, yeah, y'all, like it's so much. Oh, just it's so yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if we liked it as much as we did, just because a there's so much. Okay, firstly, we before we even get going, yeah. we need to talk about Ben Affleck's Luke in this movie. Oh, iconic look. Honestly, so like Benny has a mullet. He's got a mullet and he's got a little goatee. No, is it a goatee? It's, there's probably another word. It's not for a it. goatee. Van Dyke? It's, I don't know. It's not a goatee. You Google if, it. Yeah, let me see. It's if... Sean's facial hair in first year of college. <laughs> no, it was my facial hair in like fourth year of secondary school. Bless him. And he's just the fucking most rad ass, punk loving, angry 22 year old you've ever met in 1995. This boy would go to Woodstock yeah, he's 99. Got, he's got a Van Dyke. Um... This boy is at, was at Woodstock 99 at the front. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just about him and his boys who live in, like, a little college house in their kind of last days before graduation. Yeah. And how they're all kind of dealing with it. Because um, some of them aren't graduating, so it's very much like there's five of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read out all the names, if I can look. Hang on, hang on. I can get it. Yeah. I, I can get the character names. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Go. We've got Ben Affleck. Played by... Oh, wait. Other way around. <laughs> uh, Jack. Yes. We have got uh, Dennis. Yes. We've got Mickey. Yes. We've got Slosh. Yes. You're forgetting Sam Rockwell's character. Oh, yeah, I don't know what his name is. Rob. Rob, yeah. 
I was just thinking of him as Sam Rockwell. The Sam whole Rockwell. Yeah. He's such a baby face. He is so baby faced in this. Because like Sam Rockwell, I feel like for me anyway, my first introduction to Sam Rockwell was Moon. You haven't seen Moon. No. My oh. introduction to Sam Rockwell was Iron Man 2. I've not seen <laughs> Iron Man 2. You should watch Iron Man 2. If only for Mickey Rourke giving the performance of his fucking life. Hey, do you know what's in Iron Man 2? Elon Musk. It's a historic Monaco Grand Prix. True. Yeah, there's some cars like they cut in half in it. No, Charles. No, um, no, probably Seb at the time. Um, no, it's so I'm getting trapped down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, so Rockwell, my first time watching it is Moon, where sure. he's the only character in Moon. He's the only actor. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm, I need mm-hmm. to watch Moon. Moon's great. Yeah, because uh. I was. I was saying earlier, I was also listening to like an interview with the creator of Judge Dredd earlier, and apparently the director of Moon is a huge Judge Dredd fan. Yeah, the thing, I won't spoil what Moon's about, but Moon's about Sam Rockwell working on the moon. Sure. And he just is so fucking beat up. And like, I think now Sam Rockwell's, he's in, he's in JoJo, which I know you hate, but he's in... Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. He's fun in JoJo, playing an alcoholic Nazi. You don't like JoJo. This is a Glory Days podcast. It's a Glory Days podcast. <laughs> but like, he's so grizzled. Yeah, he is, yeah. He's so big. He's so fresh and young in this. Mm. There's not, there's a plot to this movie, but the plot's the plot really, doesn't really, really matter. matter. Yeah. It's just kind of a vibe. It's just like the boys are hanging out. Yeah. Having a good time and then sometimes having a bad time. It's just a lot of partying. Yeah. Um, I will spoil this now. This movie did terrible. Oh, really? This movie is... Like, I'm actually really sad about that. That... Yeah. that uh, People think this is like a, a shit version of like um, Reality Bites. I haven't seen Reality Bites, but this movie so, fucking rocks. So There is like a, a, a period, it's kind of mid-90s genre of film, which is uh, like, they're called Generation Angst, this generation. Angst for the memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's just kind of like end of history mid 90s world the cold war is over pre 9-11 of like uh, we finished everything it's the end of the century what the fuck are we going to do all our lives sure and i'm just like oh sweet babies you had it so easy <laughs> yeah. you had it so easy oh poo you fucking gen y gen x gen yeah gen x are we gen y or gen x we're gen z i don't know i don't give a shit yeah yeah hey um the probably the best i think it's the easiest way to talk about the plot of this movie is just to go through what each character is going through, probably. Yeah, I think I think doing a Mystic Pizza on it where we take it character by <laughs> character is much easier because there kind of isn't an overarching plot. The but... overarching plot is Ben Affleck's not coping well with the fact he's finishing college. Yeah, like the thing is that like all of the all of the stories kind of tie into each other, but it's yeah. just by virtue of all of these boys being friends and living together. Mm. so they've all got their own kind of distinct shit going on and they'll all like talk about it together but it doesn't really all come together in the end there's very few se- there's a lot of scenes where it's Ben Affleck by himself I say yeah. that's maybe like 20% of the movie is Ben yeah, Affleck yeah, yeah. and then every other scene at least one of the boys with a fantastic like inner monologue yeah just being like ah. <laughs> um, just just thinking like a, like a like a punk poet in the 90s would yeah the overeducated, pampered, rich kid the archaeologists churn out year after year? So did I. After all, in two days, I was going to join them. Being a well-adjusted model citizen, of course, I was looking forward to it. Graduation was just two days away, and I couldn't wait to get started on that uh, wife and kids and pension plan thing. 
on Sunday, we'd all be going our separate ways. Me and the scumbags I live with. There's something about seeing your ex-girlfriend slobbing on some other guy's knob that makes you say, hey, thanks, babe. I miss you, too. <laughs> Originally was another boy, and we see him in one scene. Yeah, wearing a pink shirt uh-huh. and a blue backward baseball Who cap. Moved out of the house before the movie begins, and none of the boys like him anymore. What did you do, old Edward? Is that his name? <laughs> it's like Edward Pugmire or some shit like that. Eager Pudwacker. 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 Yeah. Which is our boy. Matthew Page Matt, Damon. Matthew Page Damon. MPD is in this movie. For a scene, he doesn't say anything. He has no lines. He looks like he's on a different planet. He really does. He gets shoved out of the way by Ben being like, this is the brief time where I was in more movies than you, Matt, to yeah. fuck. Is that Matt? That's Matt! There he is! Yes! <laughs> they stumped Jackie. The- go back, go back. We need to hear what he... Hang on. Oh, he doesn't say anything? Oh, Matthew was on a different plot. He's an ex-boy. Yeah. A boy in exile. Oh, Mickey's not doing so good. Neither was Matt. <gasps> is that Matt out of the movie? Um, uh, Matt's role in this movie is he gets invited to a party by one of the boys and Ben Affleck finds out about this and he's like the fuck are you doing inviting this guy we hate him and then he's gone <laughs> and then he is never in it again um he do you know who has more screen time than ben affleck in this movie who not ben affleck it's then matt, matt damon. damon ben affleck yes matt yeah. ben affleck yeah, but ben also affleck another another surprising one of ben and matt's buddies brendan fraser brendan fraser is it yeah brendan fraser has several lines in this yeah he froze ben affleck out of his <laughs> um it's time for him for who? You'll see. It's Brendan. He's back to us. Returned. This is him after leaving. Um, what was the school and school ties? St. Matthews. Yeah, this is him after leaving St. Matthews. I am not actively showing you my adoration. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Would uh, would you guys mind just shutting up? With your uh, <laughs> pathetic relationship to yourself. Uh, just to finish the brief cameos before we get into like the plot. Um, another insane cameo. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey. <laughs> also looking like looking like Matthew McConaughey does, but talking also talking like Matthew McConaughey. Talking like exactly like you would imagine Matthew McConaughey talks. I don't say that. 
read some goddamn manual. I say that in grade A numero champion experience. Alright? I mean the message a couple weeks ago, I'm in here this year, particular machine. Her mother rode along with us. We got here ten minutes later. Hell, eight road. I ain't seen her since. I don't know. God damn it. What it's all about, but. Anyway, back to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> There's your one. I'm ready to hot. Diggity deal. I believe. So Matthew McConaughey's just always been like this. How old is Matthew? How old is Matthew McConaughey now? Because I don't know. He must be in like his. 40s, 50s? So Matthew McConaughey is a year older than... So he's like in his early 20s. He does not look like he's in his early 20s. No, he looks way older than his early 20s. <laughs> he looks, he yeah. looks like, a, like the mid-30s. It's so funny. <laughs> he, he got old quick and kind of stayed... At, I, th- I think he just stayed at the same level for a while. Yeah. yeah. Matthew McConaughey's um, another career I'm fascinated by. Yeah. Like, I we'll don't, put him on the spreadsheet. I don't think we can because... Because he's just got so much shit. No, because you have to watch a TV show. Oh, really? You need to watch True Detective. That's what restarts his oh, career. Oh, I haven't seen any of True Detective. Very, we're going to put that on the Hannah, Connor, and Sean watch-along list. Hell yeah. Yeah. After Final Fantasy sixteen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting with each of the characters in this movie. The one that probably has the least amount of plot... Plot. Plot. Plot is... Arguably the fucking raddest of the boys. Slosh. 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 My guy, Slosh. <laughs> Slosh, God bless him. I, yeah. I, I want to stress before we start talking about the boys, because I'm sure this will become very apparent. I want to live in this house with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's the house, the centrist of the house is so well done. Yeah. Because it, it really just does feel like a house. Yeah. I was looking at things in this house being like, oh shit, I had that in my apartment in first year of college. It really just feels like it's just been a house these boys have lived in for like four years and just more piles of crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I the must... can wall was what really The got multiple me. can walls? Yeah. Yeah. The, like, they have their own little bar they've made that's like a functioning bar. The bar's really cute. Yeah. Because it's got like, photos the, of... the like surface of it is all like photos of them. Under glass so it doesn't yeah. get stained and it's all like, like you can tell they've built of themselves yeah like that whole bar room with the can the beer can walls so these like smush cans together mm. and they've done it into this kind of like almost fake tin foil yeah but underneath it is just like bamboo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's yeah. obviously like two dollars a yard in like home depot so yeah slosh is just a fucking oh, ringmaster he's, so fucking, he's like he's a coder he's a computer science he's a computer science guy, guy that's makes, dropped out yeah, yeah he makes a video game that he's like constantly playing and all the boys are kind of giving him shit for it because it's about it's a first person shooter yeah. also actually yes sir? i had a thought about this that i didn't want to bring up during the recording because i'll bring it up here they're clearly playing it on an snes because we see the console and we see the controller yeah how did he put on the cartridge this, this game does not work on an snes this is like an n64 game yeah but it's just like it's a first person shooter where you go around like shooting bunnies and stuff cool it's cool it looks cool yeah yeah but all the guys are giving him shit for it being bunnies they're all like oh shouldn't you be like shooting nazis and stuff instead and yeah you should be shooting nazis, nazis. yeah slosh is just like his character design i want to say i don't know how else to frame his how, costuming yeah. yeah yeah his costuming is just immaculate yeah all the costuming in this is immaculate mm. like I'm, I'm sure at the time they were like these were just about men dressed like but it's like 30 years later you're like oh this is just so cool yeah like he has this i will say 
uh, slop his has hair. his hair. Yeah. Oh, God bless him. <laughs> he has this like green. The front of his hair has been bleached and it's dyed green. Yeah. But obviously they, they didn't keep re-upping the dye each day. Yes. So it's, it there's, changes every scene. Yeah. There's several scenes where it's just blonde at the front. Yeah. And the back of his hair as well. Where it's like gelled into little spikes going it's down insane. his neck. It's terrible. It's so funny. Uh, but but Slosh's whole thing is he's kind of... He's staying in the college town because he's dropped out. He is becoming like a party legend in the town. Because he just... Goes. He just goes for it. I know what Sean's Halloween costume's gonna be. <laughs> I know what Sean's Rumble... Who's Sean's next Rumble character is gonna uh, be. shit. First Rumble mention on pod. Oh, love the Rumble. We're not explaining the rumble. But no, the... And then... That probably links in... Yeah, Sasha's thing is he's just a legend of the sesh. He, yeah, he doesn't really have a plot as such throughout the whole thing. He's he just finds kind a of, new rake of boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He meets up with this group of, like, freshmen who are moving in down the road. Mm. And he... He becomes their Dennis. Yeah, he becomes their Dennis. <laughs> I... Oh, I'm so torn between which of the boys is my favourite because I loved all of them. <laughs> Uh, but Dennis is up there. Do you want to talk about Dennis now? Oh, Dennis, what a guy. King. 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 Played by the actor who plays Marv in Home Alone 4. Yeah. Uh, which I recognised him instantly and I was like, what do I know him from? <laughs> yeah. And then it was Home Alone 4. I was like, what the fuck am I know? What? How the fuck do I know that? He must, be, he must yeah. have done other stuff because he is like a famous actor. Yeah. He was in Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, okay. I've never seen Third Rock from the Sun. And he was in Inspector Gadget 2? I have seen that one. Yeah. I have seen that one. And he was Icarus in the animated series of Hercules. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. Dennis's but, whole thing is he's a perpetual student. He's on his third yeah. degree. He's got like three masters already. He's got three bachelors, I think. He's trying to find a master's, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and he's going into art. And he's specialising in photography. But he's, but what he wants to do, he wants to do is he's going to go to Michigan to go to business school. Yes, exactly. But yeah. he, he's being offered a job with a very famous lecturer. John Rhys-Davies plays not, his lecturer. Who, who does John Rhys-Davies play? Uh, he's in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Oh, for, for real? Yeah, he's like, he has like a major role in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, what's the dude's name? It begins with an S. Oh, Salat? His, yeah. like, buddy who betrays yeah, yeah. him? Yes, exactly. Yeah, when he's in The Lost Crusade as well? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also plays Gimli in Lord of the Rings. That was the one I recognize. He's in Aquaman. He's in the... He's Vol- in Aquaman? <laughs> Who's he playing Aquaman? I don't know. Oh, he plays the Crab King, doesn't he? <gasps> the Crab King. Um. <laughs> yeah, he's the Brian King. Yeah, that's the Brian... Yeah, yeah, that's the Crab Man. Yeah, but yeah amazing actor. Very yeah, impressive. fantastic. And he's great in this. He's fantastic in this. He's very good. He, he does play a creep. Yes, he does. Speaking of creeps, this is a Miramax movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's reaction when we started this we'll film. We'll cut it in Mir- right we'll now. In here. All right. All right. Let's... No! <laughs> I, I had clicked record. It's a Harvey! No! No! Oh, shit. Do we have to talk about him this no! <laughs> <laughs> to, um, to say I yeeked, I went. She <gasps> screamed. I just don't want to talk about Harvey. I'm not. I'm, I'm mentally prepared to talk about Harvey. We're not going to talk about Harvey. This. I don't think we're. I don't. We're think not we're in the a, mood for. We are not in a Harvey state right now. 
We're in a fucking vibing with the boys state. I can't believe this movie's gonna. You're gonna like this movie better more than Goodwill Hunting. We'll see. Mm. I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, so let's let's find out. It's good. He stole my. Yeah, his his whole thing is he is choosing between taking a job as this lecturer's assistant and going to Michigan to do his like business degree, and it kind of seems at first that him taking this assistant job is going to solve some problems. Yeah. Because the boys don't, they don't want to split up, you know? They want to stay together as much as they can. And Ben Affleck really wants to keep the boys together. And yeah. De- Dennis is fully like, look, this is a, a job I can take. I'll be like hobnobbing with some big names. Like, I'll be chilling. I'll be able to stay in the house. I'll be able to stay with the boys and I'll get paid for it. Yeah. I'll be able to go to a bunch of fancy functions with free champagne and shit. The only one that really wants to leave is Rob, who's played by Sam Rockwell. And like two yeah. of them are staying, and then it's kind of Dennis is the only other one who's definitely could be leaving. Mm. But he's he kind of is he's like, if I get this job, I'll stay. Yeah. And he's just kind of vibing, giving sage advice the whole way because he's a lot older. Yeah. Like the others are meant to be twenty two, and he's kind of like twenty seven, twenty eight. The he's... implication. Ben Affleck has kind of a, an opening monologue where he's like wandering through the house and like. We get introduced to all the boys and he has his inner monologue kind of introducing them all. Yeah. And he describes them as a Hunter S. Thompson type. Yeah. And he like, I don't know if this is a voice that he's putting on, but he talks like he's straight out of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. (laughs) Uh, A movie that Ben Affleck was in. Really? Yeah. Damn. I haven't seen that film since I was like 15, 16. I don't think I've ever seen that film. It's good. It's a a Sean film. Um, What else to say? Um, okay, and very fun costume design because he's just dressed like a little English lord. Yeah, all the time. All yeah. the time. He looks like he's stepped right out of a Sherlock Holmes book. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, his whole thing is he's just kind of advising the boys the whole way through because he's a good bit older than he's. He's probably already. No, he's older than us. Is he? Yeah, he's done three degrees. Sean. Oh, actually, yeah, he's finished three degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'm not that old. Yeah, I'm only on my second degree. Imagine going back to college. Wouldn't be me. <laughs> There's a moment later on in the movie where Ben Affleck screams about being 22, and I fucking yeah, both it. of us were like, ah, we'll I cut that in now. Turn to dust. Day, yeah, right? you yeah. did. It's so horrifying working with children. <laughs> They're all born in like 2002. Imagine working with children. You're working with actual children, though. <laughs> These are my colleagues that were born after 9-11. Yeah. I told you that my um, my cooperating teacher, the guy who like... Younger than you? Yeah. When I was doing my work placement before the summer, the teacher that I was working with, who I was basically taking over a couple of his classes, was like a year younger than me because I took a year out between... Doing the master's. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis's whole thing is he's been offered this job and he is going to take it and he goes to this fancy lunch. That this the... is 
kind of the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really have much else going on. You, another thing about um, Luther, who's the lecturer that Dennis is getting hired by, fucking hates Ben Affleck's character. Oh, he is such a stuck-up prick about art. Such a dickhead. Yeah. Quite funny, yeah. but a dickhead. He describes art as being like a filtration process where you take your ideas and you pass them through several different layers of like sanitization that made me despise this character <laughs> i hated that little speech that he did van affleck's one of his students and he does a, a sculpture that's just like a very like mid-90s like uh, yeah so it's target. like a hand holding a cd and he's just like it's just what are you going to do make art about the suburbs yeah, no the, the, the affluent white male perspective. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like... Actually, you know, it's John Reese davies so it's more like, the affluent white male perspective. <laughs> and then he's like, let me co-opt this, like, sacred idol from a, like, long-dead civilization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fully, like... He, he likes to do a Corpus Christi, like, pinup. Yeah, which is just like a Native American totem pole, and he makes all of his students, like, Carter. collaborate on making one. Yeah, and I was just like, ooh, that's, that's yeah. pretty 90s. Yeah. Yeah, Geronimo wouldn't be happy with that. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, probably not. No. I don't know. I don't know. Ben Affleck does then cut it down with a chainsaw after his friend gets sexually harassed by a... Yeah, yeah, so there's... Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, yeah let's looping, get into this Harvey Weinstein loop, plot Yeah, line. looping back to, to Dennis's plot, he goes to this fancy party that the lecturer is holding with, like, all of his academic friends. He's he, gotten skulls. Yeah, he, he is... He goes, basically, because it's going to be free champagne and free food, and he brings all the boys with him, and they're just, like, piling food onto their plates I and have shit. done this at college. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis and the lecturer kind of, like, go off to the side to talk about the job. There's a line earlier on in the movie where people are kind of like, the lecturer might be gay or not? I don't know if you've picked up on that, but it's like a side conversation. There, there was also a conversation about whether Dennis is gay or not. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I think he probably isn't. But, yeah. Yeah. Given what he says about women for the rest yeah, of the film. He could be a bisexual. They do he exist. Could. He could. We, we do exist. <laughs> no, I don't believe you. I'm joking. There's that's, there's context to that. That's right? okay. I, I, I see how it is. It's not Pride Month anymore, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I wouldn't have recognized. Damn, and I went to the George with you. I know. <laughs> I, got, I got you into the George. I got myself into the George. Yeah. I got free alcohol in the George for my general knowledge fact. That's such a... We're getting so off I was talking. I was talking to that guy after. He's an interesting man. They... So, so Dennis goes for a little conversation with this lecture. Mm. And, and he gets Kesten couched. Yeah. The, the lecturer is basically like, yeah, you, you can have this job. Yeah. And we'll be very close. And we'll, you know... And he's like, but just about the art, right? And he's like, they're, they're one and two the same. Yeah. And then Dennis just goes, thank you very much. Yes, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes and he finds Ben Affleck. And then Ben Affleck finds a chainsaw and chops the totem pole down. And then the lecturer is out of the movie and you're like, good. Good, yeah. Um, and what the, the bad academics in these films. Yeah. We're going to get a great academic soon. Oh, really? Robin. I'm sure Chasing Amy is full of them. Robin Williams. <laughs> We're so close to Danny DeVito. What's Danny DeVito in? You'll see soon. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then Dennis... 
for the rest of the film. Dennis, that's kind of Dennis's only plot. Is like, which school yeah. is he going to go to? And then once he realizes the job offer is not really existing, he, he goes just, to Michigan. He just goes to Michigan. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie that's like it's a very vibes oriented movie. There's a lot of like ten minutes in this one location, and you're like watching a party happen, or yeah, you know. There's a lot of scenes where it's like the boys like do something cool together and then like have yeah. a DMC. We'll talk about my favorite cool thing that the boys do together. I think in the Mickey section. I think this is time for Mickey. Oh, it's time for Mickey. I think it's time for Mickey. Oh, I, feel I like love Mickey. Mickey's great. Mickey's when I was reading out. Well, you can hear it if you listen to the bonus episode. When I'm reading out the like what the movie is about. And when comic book artist Sean nearly did a cartwheel, he was so excited. <laughs> yeah. He was such a happy little lad. Yeah, and look, Mickey's living the dream. He's wearing that cool ass Charlie Brown shirt. Hell yeah, the cool ass dungarees. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion icon as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. All the fashion in this film is great. There is not a bad outfit in this film. Ben Affleck's outfits are like horrendous, but they work for the character of that. Yeah, makes sense. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like this is what I mean. Like sometimes you watch costume design and you're like, this makes so much sense for the character. Yeah. If a boy approached you in the smoking section wearing that outfit, I would run away. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. No, Mickey's yeah. just Mickey's great. Oh, Mickey just love really Mickey. loves really loves this girl. So Mickey is like a. a cartoonist for a local newspaper and he draws very edgy cartoons it's a very Um, 90s yeah and because of this all of the girls in the college love him yeah Uh, (laughs) this is sean's literal dream literal he's like he's like sitting at the bar at a party and like girls are coming up to him asking him to draw shit for them santa cruz comic news This is Sean's dream. <laughs> there you go. That's a Mickey original. <laughs> He's, he is living the dream. He's living your dream. Yeah. But there's this one girl who comes up to him early on in the film and asks him to sign a thing. And he's like, oh shit, I like this. This girl's pretty cool. I like her. And the rest of the film is about him... That's a different... It's a different girl. It's a different girl? It's a different girl. Is it? I think so. No, because she's also the one who Ben Affleck makes out with later on. I think that's a different person. Because there's... In it, it says, like, um... There's, like, a whole thing about, like, a groupie or whatever. I could be wrong. No, that's one of the girls who's at the bar oh, with him. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Played by a woman from Charmed, which yeah. I was like... <gasps> Yeah, Charmed. fantastic outfits as well. Oh. Hannah was talking about how much she wants one of her outfits. I want... So she wears this... So basically... She has a crush on Matt, um, Ben Affleck. No, he said Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> poor Ben. She has a crush on Ben Affleck. Mickey has a crush on her. There's a scene which is very... Um, she also very much does have a crush on Mickey. She does, but she's... Because, like, I, th- I think the whole thing with Mickey is most of the film is him just working up the nerve to actually ask her out. Yeah. Yeah. I think she thinks he doesn't like her. Exactly. So yeah. she's Because like, he's really kind of awkward around yeah. her because he likes her. Yeah. But there's this, like, very Dancing on My Own by Robin-esque scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. Do it. No! Oh, she's into him. And he's into her. Oh. Um, where he's at this party and he sees her... Yeah. And she goes upstairs following um, Ben Affleck up to his room and then mm. just kind of like 
jumps jumps him is the, the best way of describing yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's just kind but of she's like, wearing a fucking sick outfit oh, during it's it where it's cool like it's like a crop top cardigan. It's a crop top crop kind top of, like jumper. It's a crop yeah. top jumper that's um an argyle kind of jumper, like an mm. old kind of sailing knit kind of like high-waisted Levi's so she has like a little bit of stomach exposed mm. and then she put her jacket on and it's this fucking amazing like corduroy burgery cropped jacket Yeah. and every time she was on the scene I was like what the fuck and Sean was like shut up Hannah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a cute top oh, that's something I'd wear yeah, that's really nice I want her outfit, Sean. I want it so badly. Even I'm sure little, you can get it. Even that little corduroy burgundy jacket, that's something yeah. I can wear. <laughs> it's like, I want to see Mickey's heart get broken. <laughs> but uh, Mickey, and then um, Ben Affleck, Sean was so scared. Sean was so scared that Ben was going to break the bro code. He doesn't. He do, they do make out a little bit, but then Ben's like, no, I can't do this. Because someone saw his button. She makes a comment about his button he's wearing, and he was like, "No." Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about the button a lot in the the Ben section, I think, um, which is going to be the last one because it's the biggest one. It's the biggest one. Yeah. And then him and Mickey have a conversation. Mickey does him kick. and Mickey. Ben Affleck has like a bad time, and he calls up Mickey, and he's like, "Hey, trying to go get like a fucking twelve pack and skate." And they just have a 12-pack and skate for a while, and it's fucking rad. Sean was kicking his, feet like, his yeah. feet like a little girl. <laughs> kicking his heels. Yeah, and it's just like, they have a conversation. I, I, never, I never had a group of boys. I've always had my groups of girls. Yeah. Is this what groups of boys hanging out is like? Is this a good representation of the boys hanging out? Or um, not really? Parts, yes. Parts, like, absolutely, yes. I feel like there's way less alcohol because these boys are always drinking. Oh, these boys are drinking 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's not as much alcohol consumed, you know, despite my best efforts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they have kind of a chat and, like, it's it's really clear at this point in the film, this is like maybe three quarters of the way through, that Ben Affleck is just really struggling with... Finishing college. With finishing college, with having to, like, leave this group behind with yeah. ne- with needing to move on with life and he has recently gone through a breakup yeah and it's yeah. he has not dealt with it well, well but he, it. <laughs> yeah. he brings up the girl he brings up him making out with the girl and he's like exaggerating what actually happened and mickey fucking punches him <laughs> <laughs> not great mickey punches him and then the two of them kind of like talk it out immediately after yeah. that they're both like Hey. Yeah, Ben Affleck's like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't actually mean that shit. I'm sorry, and yeah. he's actually like genuinely sorry about it as well, which I do think is a good representation of kind of the boys, where you know sometimes there is shit like that where you you, you talk a lot of shit and somebody gets angry and then you're like, no, that's not what I meant actually. Yeah, yeah, it's the like. You you go up to the line and then you so you every now every now and then you might cross it a little bit and you're uh, like oh fuck sorry exactly and then you that's that's when they're your boys or your gals is when you cross the line and you resolve it yeah you know yeah yeah and then just he goes and kisses the girl He's yeah like, he, does. he has a really he I actually, does it. He, they have a really cute conversation where he basically goes upstairs and all it's kind of the last line in the house yeah and Mickey goes upstairs with the, the and there's the there's like there's a bunch of other shit going on downstairs yeah. so Mickey goes upstairs and she kind of comes in and they sit down yeah and it's a really cute he just kind of goes like oh I really like you and all this stuff yeah and, just, and I was watching it and I was like everybody's had a conversation like this yeah. Yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. having like a confession and then there's that bit at the end and she goes is there anything else and he goes oh there's just this and they yeah. kiss and I'm like they, ah. 
exactly that has happened to me before. Same. Yeah. And you're like, ah! yeah. Um, I love kissing in movies. <laughs> <laughs> but he kisses her on the cheek. I know. And then he like, yeah. It's and very, he's like, my boys, they need him. Yeah, the like, boys need him. Yeah. And then she's like, it's very cute. Yeah. You got to kiss the um, girl. And then yeah. she, he leaves with her at the end. He yeah. He, yeah. Those two, those two go off together. You got to kiss the girl yeah. like Rob kisses his girlfriend that all of the boys hate. <laughs> that Rob also. Uh, no, Rob doesn't hate her. Rob but... doesn't hate her. Rob and her have a some seems like a somewhat understandable. I'm I'm still convinced that Rob wanted to bang her mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Rob Sam's Rockwell's character. Yeah. Rob's probably the least well developed of all the boys, I would say. I think he got better up towards the end of the movie. He got the part where he finally stands up for himself. That was I liked good. A lot. Yeah. yeah. But his whole thing is that he got into a relationship eighteen months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And. He has decided he is going to move in with her after college. Yeah. And the boys fucking hate her. The boys are not happy with this at all. It's not even that they don't like the fact she's move- that he's moving away. Because that's not. it's not the fact that he's moving in with her. He's moving away. Like yeah. several hours away to be with her. It's they don't like her full stop. Yeah. And you get the implication. There's like a scene early on where they go to like a local like fairground. And they're like don't bring her. Like it's what, the last time we're all going to hang out like the five of us. And he's like, yeah, I promise I won't do it. And then he turns up with her. Yeah. And they're just like, for fuck's sake. And they don't say anything to her. They're not mean to her. They're nice to her. They're quite nice to her. Yeah. yeah. But they're clearly not happy with him. Yeah. I hope you guys don't mind me tagging along. It's just, it's my last chance to call the log ride. Uh, he's breaking the code. Yeah. And then part of Ben Affleck's scheme to kind of keep the boys to get stopped perfect. No. To keep the boys together is um he's like, let's get the band back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns out they had a band. Yeah. Uh, and they like decide they're gonna get the band back together to play at one of the house parties at the It's their house, yeah. Yeah. And he gets cold feet. But he Ben Affleck gives him a pep talk and ben he Affleck. goes on stage. And he goes and he does it. And he fucking rocks out, it's great. And then he goes to his girlfriend who's watching and she initially is very supportive and then she starts taking the piss. Yeah, she starts talking shit about him. She's like, stop taking the piss out of everything I do. Sure. Just because like you think it's silly doesn't mean I don't think it's silly. Yeah. And, and then, it's like, it's clearly something that's been building up for a while between the two of them. Yeah. And they just have one of those like couple conversations where they just swear at each other a bunch and then she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cops come and the party ends. Yeah. Um, Fuck the cops. Fuck the police. <laughs> and then they kind of... This is the night before their graduation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the night that Ben Affleck's wearing the funniest outfit in the movie. The best outfit in the film. Ben Affleck's outfit for this... Uh, party. For this party. It's like 15 is, minutes in the movie. Yeah. Is it's just his graduation robes. And a button. And a button. Yeah. That says... That too says drunk? too drunk to fuck. And he has... A monologue about it? monologue about it that we'll talk about in the Ben Affleck section. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the next day he has to meet the the girlfriend's mother, who's runs from the apartment five minutes away from where she lives. Yeah, yeah, and they actually get along really well. They do. Yeah, nothing weird about that relationship. No strange vibes between him and the mother. She does give him the Heimlich maneuver when she doesn't need to. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay. It's fine. I'm okay. Fine. 
something coming out of your nose. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, start all over. Okay. I'm Jenny's mom. You can just call me Nikki. Sorry. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. So you kind of want to fuck her mom. We're only we're we're halfway through the movie, buddy. <laughs> and then he just moves away at the end. Yeah, and then he actually just moves out and moves in with like the girlfriend he, at the he end. Goes for, he kind of disappears for a bit. He goes for a dinner with the mother and the girlfriend. Mm. And the relationship's fine. Yeah. There's a lot of conversation where Sam Rockwell's talking to Ben Affleck, but there no, it doesn't really progress much. It's more just Ben Affleck dealing with his issues. Yeah, there's again, there's a load of scenes where it's just the boys kind of talking to each other about finishing college and life mm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Benjamin. Oh Ben. Oh Ben. Is Ben the only one we've got left to talk about? I think about? so. So Ben. So Ben. <sighs> Ben's having an excess Menti B. Ben is having an existential crisis. A quarter life crisis to yeah. quote the Gen Zs. He is leaving college and he does not know how to deal with it. I think this is quite, it's a, it's a understandable feeling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, what yeah. were your plans when you finished college? Because you didn't go straight into your master's. You don't have to talk about it on the pod if you don't no, want No, so my, my initial plan when I was in college was to go into a research job. And mm. then in my final year of college, I had to do work experience in research and I realized I hated it. So I was like, well, teaching it is. <laughs> uh, and then I missed the deadline for applying for the teaching master. So that's why I took the year out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I got a terrible grad job. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sean and I used to be in the working wars together, and now we're not. Now we're not. Well, now yeah. we're in careers so that we're happy about. I'll see. <laughs> I'm loving teaching so far. Yeah. Yeah. My job's just bullshit so far. Well, Hell yeah. My job's just partying and seeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get paid to go to galas. Hey. So, Ben. So, Ben. Uh, Ben's just having a time. I'm going to make what is perhaps a controversial statement for this podcast. Yeah? I think I like Ben more than Matt. You haven't seen a good Matt movie yet, though. I saw Mystic Pizza. No, I mean, like, you haven't seen a Matt Damon movie yet. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen Interstellar. He's in, like, ass, like, a few scenes. I think I like Matthew McConaughey more than Matt Damon. <laughs> like, he's good in, private, in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, you haven't seen a Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Yeah, I haven't yet. seen Matt Damon like what about the Bournes? films. You don't like him in the Bournes? Oh no, he's good in the Bournes. He's great yeah, in the yeah, Bournes. Yeah, yeah. I think what Ben Affleck does as an actor, he has this kind of. I think it works well when he's playing a twenty-two-year-old, and it works really well on a like Gone Girl. He mm. has this kind of pathetic aura to him. <laughs> <laughs> is that cruel of me to say? Um. No, like, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's... Like, pathetic maybe it's not the right word, but he has this just kind of, like... No, it's pathetic's the word. Yeah, I yeah. can't think of anything else. Like, it's just um, this, like... I like him as Batman a lot. I haven't seen him as Batman. But I think... That's uh, probably for the best. The I think thing the... is, he's a good Batman that is trapped in a shit film. Yeah. But the thing with him being Batman is he plays that kind of tired, like... I've tried... Exactly. I've tried... Yeah. I think... I think Ben in his early 20s when he is like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? Ah, ah, works really yeah. well. And then he had a period of like 20 years when he was in his like mid 20s to mid 40s. Mm. And now he can play the like, I fucked it. I fucked it. I yeah. fucked my life. Yeah. Ah. Actually, I 
like him as Batman only in Batman versus Superman because they make choices for the, the other ones. But no, I, I can understand. I will say you you will love Ben in Good Will Hunting. Sure. He's very good. As I said in the Rising Sun episode. He's very fuckable. It's very fuckable. They're both very... I can't... My brother listens to this. I, my, I, I haven't been particularly impressed by Matt Damon yet. You haven't in the, done anything. In the, in the fuckable department. <laughs> but like Matt hasn't really done much in any of these movies yet he was the star of Rising Sun <laughs> Brian Denny, he, was... he was the star of Geronimo he's no he wasn't like he's not he's not he's the main character in Geronimo no he's not Geronimo is no Geronimo is not the main character in Geronimo I would no I disagree I don't think he's the main character in Geronimo I think I would argue that he is no I would disagree alright I think the guy that is like best friends with Geronimo is the main character oh Gatewood yeah he has way more screen time than Matt Damon Matt Damon does a narration but I wouldn't say he's the star sure anyway Ben Affleck I'll get you with the Rainmaker I'll get you with the Rainmaker I'm sure you will <laughs> ah um, I don't know Ben Affleck's very good in this movie yeah Oh, sorry, I've just been reminded of something that happened recently that I should have talked about in the section earlier on where we were talking about media that we watched. Because I did watch an episode of The Flash a little uh, while ago. Who turned up? And who shows up? Mark Hamill? Kevin Smith. <laughs> Away with you. Away with you. Because Kevin Smith directed a bunch of episodes of The Flash as well. Okay. Um, back to this back yeah. to Ben we really don't want to talk about Ben is back, um, ben is back. I, I really want to talk about Ben he's great he's fantastic in this film he plays Jack Jack a broken hearted little lad yeah he's had a breakup and he's not dealing with it well and he has to leave his boys and he's not dealing with it well and he's so conflicted and so angry he has to get a job and he doesn't know what job is. <laughs> I don't want to get a job either. <laughs> He's just like me. <laughs> the most heartbreaking scene in this movie is the converse to Jack's dinner with his parents. Oh, God, yeah. But halfway through the movie, the boys graduate and then you get a mm. bit where... <laughs> he, he, goes... he shows up to graduation in the graduation robes that he was wearing at the party the night before. and Why does he wear like... his button? Sean. Oh, the button! Yes, yes, yes. Looping back, back up on the on the stack. Sean likes uh, to joke that whenever me and my, my best friend Maddie hang out, we have like inception levels of like we go through the layers. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it's like doing a podcast with Sean. Yeah, uh, and so, myself to be so fair. back up another layer. Um, <laughs> before the like big house party where the band perform, and he's wearing his robes. He's he's wearing his robes. He makes out with the girl that Mickey is into later on. Uh, Sam Rockwell has the argument with his girlfriend but Ben Affleck is wearing just his like graduation robes and a little pin and pants he's wearing pants and pants yes he's wearing pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little pin that says too drunk to fuck and basically his argument for wearing this is that it will attract girls to him because they'll be like oh that's so cool then it'll be like, they'll come over to ask, and he's like, is that true? Yeah. And he'll be like, I can show you if you want. Yeah. Can I just say, what I the love fuck them. is this guy? What are they wearing? I love this costume. Hey, man. This thing works like fucking magic. You put this fucking button on, and immediately, drunk chicks start coming up to you and saying, is that really true? Please, don't be offended if I laugh at you. 
face. That is ridiculous. Four simple words pack a lot of punch. For one thing, shows a good taste in you, which you obviously lack. Two, a self-deprecating sense of humor, which women fucking love. Three, this uh, sort of angst-ridden sexual mysteriousness. <laughs> He's so happy with himself. So much for sexual mysteriousness. Isn't true. Which uh, works? Not a not a good thing to do in the movie it works. If you're approaching somebody who's actively wearing a pin that says too drunk to fuck, maybe maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe I should get that pin. Sure job. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, him and uh, him and Dennis have a big chat about why he's wearing the pin, and Dennis is like, "Yeah, sure, but yeah, why not?" He's just he's just a little lad. He's a little lad. He's very angry at the world. He's really angry. He's very he's quite violent throughout the whole thing. He breaks a man's pen because a man takes the piss out of his degree. Which honestly, honestly that dude that dude deserved it. That yeah, dude he's was gonna a be dick a prick. Psychology major, right? Hey, let me tell you something. I love my mother, but not as much as you guys say I do. Hey, check out my headset. I think it needs to be shrunk. <laughs> Next. Hey, uh, break a leg. No, do me a favor. Break two. You're a history of consciousness major, right? <laughs> Why does this guy remind me of a young Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Ten minutes when you talk fucking jokes. Move right along then, Shell. Name? Freeman. Jack. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I can't let you graduate with the bad haircut, man. Next. Damn. I'm just kidding. I had already had you marked off. Welcome to the real world, Jack. And you know what? Hey, I really like that hate t-shirt. Whole angry young man, black thing, generation. You know what I mean? It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's the name of a comic book. Can I borrow your pen one second? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, he listens to a lot of punk metal. As I said earlier, definitely goes to Woodstock 99. Yeah. Where's dog tags all the time? I don't know yeah. why. That may have been something that we missed, but... I, I don't think so. I, I, I also didn't pick up on why he wears the dog tags all the time. Yeah. Actually, no, his brother is mentioned later on. Oh, He's going to move in with his brother. So maybe his brother was in... Because you were saying... Yeah. Gulf War One happens in 91. Yeah. Because my dad... <laughs> there's a famous story in my... Anytime a, a global conflict starts, my dad goes, it's nothing compared to Gulf War One, And we're like, well, maybe not, Papa. Because <laughs> the story he always tells is he was club and he used to have screens and they started playing the footage of when all the missile strikes started happening in oh World my War God. and he was just like yo and he like went home and made all his family watch it holy shit yeah he's a cryptid little man he's taller than me he's not little Damn. um shout out papa yeah. um <laughs> um but yeah no just like he's just very angry at the world and kind yeah. of what his future is and you think you kind of think at the start of it, before you meet his parents, you think a lot of it is just like him, <laughs> like, raging against the dying of the light to quote the Interstellar soundtrack. To quote him, also. Yeah. Because um, he, he quotes that uh, when he, he's kind of convincing all of the boys to you, stay in the house. You just think originally that maybe it's like a, he just doesn't want his, his glory days it, to end. Whoa. This movie was originally going to be called Last Orders. I think that's a better... That's name. a really good title. Like that's that. a really good name for yeah. it, yeah. But then you meet his parents and you realise, oh no, I understand why this guy is fucked yeah. in the brain because his parents are just fucking awful. They're terrible, yeah. 
His mother just needles him about everything. His dad is like, why aren't you good enough? Why aren't you already yeah. like five steps ahead of all your peers and all this? Yeah, your your art degree means nothing. The fact that you don't have a plan directly out of college means that you're behind everybody else. Yeah. And then they have this big dinner and he's just like at this dinner and his head's completely wrecked. And he's like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And he goes to the bathroom and he kind of psychs himself up. But he's like, no, I'm going to tell them all this stuff. A, f- a hilarious scene. Because he's like in the bathroom, like talking to the mirror like saying what he's going to say to his parents yeah and like a chef walks out of one of the cubicles and is like kind of staring at him and Ben Affleck like stare back stares back and waits for him to leave and then he pauses and he goes and checks Check the out. rest of the cubicles but to he, make sure there's nobody else in there he psychs himself up and he's so ready to have like this kind of confrontation with his parents and he goes back to the table and they've left yeah they're they're just gone they're just and gone. he goes and like because he knows what part because they got a ride together and he goes and tries to talk to them in the car and they just they're just like yeah you're an adult now sort yourself out yeah they just drive away and then he gets on the bus oh and then he gets on who's on the bus ben well not ben (laughs) not ben he is ben brendan brendan brendan's there in his the only scene that he's in he's in he's having like a uh, an argument with his girlfriend but like a very minor one yeah. and <laughs> it's such a funny scene yeah. and then it's just like hey shut the, f- shut the fuck up stop stop arguing in front of people and he calls the girlfriend a chick yeah he and calls this- the girlfriend a chick and Brendan Fraser takes issue with that the girlfriend takes issue with that as well good old <laughs> David Green comes out and- yeah and then the bus dr- like Brendan Fraser calls the bus driver over and he's like hey this dude's out here calling my girlfriend a chick. And Ben Affleck's just like, hey, these two are like fucking arguing over here, harsh on the vibes. I just asked them to be quiet and they, in escalated, you know. Yeah. And the bus driver's like, you need to respect women. Not on the three. <laughs> not on, <laughs> not on the three. Yeah, maybe on the three, maybe on the seven, not on my bus. So he says, maybe on the two, maybe on the seven, but okay, not on the three. three. Yeah. window gets his shirt taken off him <laughs> gets his shirt taken off him and this is when he goes skating with mike with he, he runs for the like the tracks he runs through i need to find what fucking song was playing on the when he's running through the tracks because it's, it's hilarious so funny um and this is when he goes skating with mickey and has that big fight yeah um but he's just not doing well and he keeps seeing his ex-girlfriend with her new boyfriend yeah. whose face you never see you just see the back yeah. of his head <laughs> yeah because for a bit, I thought you didn't see the girlfriend's face either, but um, uh, you do. It's just I wasn't looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> you do see the girlfriend's face because yeah. there's a weird scene where Ben Affleck watches a sex tape of him and his girlfriend on the phone to his mom, but we don't mm. need to dwell on that. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't think you, I don't It's th- very weird. I don't think yeah. you need that scene in the movie, to be honest. Yeah. It just kind of feels like having tits for the sake of having tits in a movie. Sean. <laughs> 
Uh, and yeah, there's like uh, after the after he chops down the totem pole, he goes to like a beach party with his ex girlfriend that the ex girlfriend and her boyfriend are at. Gets punched by the ex boy, the new boyfriend. Yeah, and has uh, a DMC with his girl, the ex girlfriend, and she's and just she's, like, and she's like, no, you don't love me. You're obsessed with me. You need to step the fuck back. You you are not dealing with the fact you're ending college and things are changing, so you're hyper fixating on me, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Queen. Tell him. Uh, and it kind of does sort his brain out. Kind of, of, yeah. Between that and... The last night of the house. The last night of the house, yeah. Which we haven't mentioned. All of the boys are present at this. They just ruined... They... Yeah. I, I, this actually made me really sad. Sean, <laughs> Sean was sad. Yeah. I was like, what's Mickey doing? Not the bar. The guitar? No. Oh, they're just going to destroy all of it. Boys, don't burn the house down. <laughs> what? Sean's not happy now. Because the last night that they're in the house, they just destroy everything. Yeah. They just tear it apart so that the next people who live there can't... Take their stuff. Yeah. But they can't bring themselves to tear the bar apart until they both like... Or until they all sit down and have one last drink at it. Yeah. Uh, fucking Dennis smashes a mug that his grandmother gave him. Yeah, but all the boys keep stealing. Yeah. <sighs> that, that made me really sad because yeah. I, I like mugs. <laughs> there is the part where immediately after that Slosh is like Slosh is blasted for pretty much the whole film yeah and as like Dennis is having this like big like heartfelt conversation about how much he loves this mug and how his grandmother like owned it and about how it has like anytime the boys drink out of it he feels like they're kissing his grandmother yeah and he does this big speech about in order to, pre- to preserve things, you need to destroy them because that way they can't be soiled. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slosh just like gets out of the chair he's in and so, just starts yeah, whacking him with a Slosh, brush. Slosh gets up out of the chair and you see that he's holding like this giant like machete and he just starts <laughs> chopping the fuck out of the chair that he was in. And they just wreck the place. <laughs> they just absolutely destroy the place, but they can't, they can't destroy the bar Far. until Far. they have one last drink at it. They like... They, they slightly hit it. Or there's like just destruction around them. No, Ben Affleck gets the chainsaw that he had and he s- goes up to it and he starts trying to to, to pull the chainsaw and it's not going. And you can see all the boys are kind of like gathering around him as he's doing this and none of them want... None, none of, them of them want it to be destroyed. They're destroyed together. Yeah, they sit down. They have a last... One last round at it. I think Slosh pours it. And, I think uh, they no, they all pour it themselves yeah. because Ben Affleck fucking fills his glass. They <laughs> were like, Ooh. Ooh. and then they they destroy it together. Yeah, and then the movie just kind of yeah, and then they, they Ben does it. The they, boys go their separate they, ways, they and separate. we get a little. 
Oh, it was such a great line. Oh, and I like Sean and I watched this. We will put our reaction to the line here. It's the bitch about getting older. You don't fling yourself into love and friendships the way you did before you got hurt. That's a damn shame. Damn. That's. That's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is this a great movie? No. I know where this is in my ranking. I'm. I'm struggling. Where it's like Ben says something which is basically to the effect of like they're still my best friends and it's like your first friends you have it's always easier to make them because you haven't learned like how to deal with loss yet. Yeah, you, to haven't, that you haven't been hurt by losing friends yet. <laughs> and Sean and I just went oh. oh. Uh, and then he like finds the um, girlfriend. Yeah. The ex-girlfriend. Like at a like a diner. A diner with her boyfriend or and whatever he, and he like parks up and kind of the identifying feature of the boyfriend was his car mm -hmm. and he sees the car parked outside and he drives up and he like it looks like he's gonna go for his baseball bat for a second and then he doesn't he grabs a marker he grabs a marker and goes to the window knocks on it and writes angst for the memories <laughs> and i was like follow boy um <laughs> and then the movie ends and then he he drives off into the sunset and the movie ends yeah, I want to say the physical comedy in this film is amazing. It's so fucking funny. There's a scene when they go to the, like, fun fair. Yeah. And the girlfriend shows you, up. You fucking died I at this. died at this. There's a part where Mickey has, like, a drink and he goes on a roller coaster. And when it, like, goes, like, down the drop, the drink just splashes in his face. It's so funny. And it's so good because you can tell he actually went on a roller coaster to film this. Yeah. The part where, the, just the bit where the chef walks out of the bathroom really got me as well for some reason. Where the chef walks out and Ben Affleck's like, yeah, hey, dude, what's going on? And kind of like pauses and like looks around and then goes and checks the other bathrooms. I don't know why I found it so funny. He's just like, it's just one of those movies where I do think, it's a pity it did so, I'll tell you how badly it did in a minute. Yeah. It's a pity it did so bad because I actually, and maybe it is just, it's a movie from this drama that doesn't mm. exist anymore because they don't, I said this to Sean as we were watching it, they don't make movies set in college anymore. Yeah, they don't. They do they don't. high school movies. They do high school movies. They don't do college movies. They don't do college movies. I've never seen a movie with someone that's not like, the last movie I watched about a graduate was, was The Graduate. Yeah. You know, you don't never see movies. It's either people in high school or it's like young professionals who are like make earn their early 30s and make way more money than you ever will yeah you know i love you 500 days of summer um <laughs> it's just so refreshing to see someone like people our age in a movie kind of dealing with issues we've just dealt with people younger than us hannah i'm sorry <laughs> i did that at work today and everyone was like jesus and i was like yeah. no but it's just like uh, when I say like your age, like it's an in, uh, like when they're talking about like that, going out of college, that going out of yeah. college anxiety, like we had that this time two years ago. Yeah, um, I will have that this time next year. Mm -hmm. Again, you did a master's degree. <laughs> I'm not gonna make any claims of having done a master's degree until I fucking passed it. You will, but yeah, like it's just this, like, oh, God, yeah, it's just really great. And maybe, and maybe all the movies that this movie is compared to are better and if they are great because i really enjoyed this but i i just yeah. it's something so refreshing about seeing something set in this time the script even feels like it's set in this time and maybe people are like oh it's so like it's just someone said it's like a vibe piece that nothing happens in it 
I don't like okay it's not like big crazy plot points but it doesn't necessarily need to be these big crazy yeah. plot points do we want to do rankings or do we want to do trivia first we'll do the rankings Sean. do the rankings we'll go bottom up okay so we're starting at number six number six how many movies have we done uh seven geronimo geronimo's episode five this is number six so number seven number seven is the good old boys oh yeah number seven is the good old boys yeah god i can't uh, remember my rankings. liable liable to change but number seven is the good old boys what's your number uh, six my number six is rising sun mine is field of dreams my number five field of dreams mine is rising sun uh, it gets hard now. Wait, I remember mine number four. We have the same number. I don't four. remember what the fuck other films. Do you want me to tell you what it is? It's number four, Geronimo. It is. You're not checking it, Sean. No, I feel like we were missing a film. We're not missing it. a film. Number four is Geronimo. Number three. Number three. School, School ties. ties. Number two. This is this is where. Hannah, what's your number two? My number two is also Mr. Pizza. <laughs> my number Everyone. one is Glory Days. Yeah. Glor- this might change. This might change for me as I sink on it. Glory Days is not only my favorite film we've watched so far. I think it's one of my favorite films. <laughs> I, I could tell. I, I, I said this to you as we were watching. Yeah. I he loved it. this film. He loved uh, it. He, his eyes lit up watching yeah. this. There are very few other films that have made me feel the same joy as watching this has i as i said earlier i think i enjoyed watching it so much because i enjoyed watching you watch it that sounds creepy um <laughs> you know when you watch a movie with someone and they love it so much yeah. and you're like you know because i i did watch mystic when i watched mystic pizza i was hungover and then i watched it again i think watching it twice in like two days maybe soured it a little sure. on me. like it definitely disimproved a start when i knew what was happening yeah but this i was just like it's just very fun. I think as I went in with no expectations. Me too. I, I knew nothing about this until we started the film. And we weren't even meant to watch it today. Yeah, exactly. Sean <laughs> yeah. was like, thank God we're not we're watching this. Yeah, because we, we got to see the first like couple of seconds of the good old boys. And watchable. Watchable. <laughs> watchable. We watched Tommy horse. Tommy Lee Jones was saying some shit. He was talking to a horse. Biscuit. He was talking to a horse, yeah. Um we were like watching this movie today and we were like I think both of us were waiting to see when the shoe dropped and it didn't and it didn't it was yeah. just the, like I was I, I said this multiple times throughout the film that I was kind of like yeah I I think I really like this but I'm gonna wait until the movie's over to to make any judgments on it and now I've made my judgment on it this is I think Actually, I can see this going really far. For I can you. see this going very far for me as well. Kevin Smith has a lot of work to do to to topple this. I love this film. Yeah, I know a movie I think will topple this coming up. For you? Yeah. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting. No. Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Love yeah. the Rainmaker. Yeah. I've only seen it once. Am I just improved? Claire. Oh. Um. <laughs> Danny. Oh. But Danny DeVito's in the Rainmaker. Damn. <laughs> him, and, him and Matt Damon are little lawyer buddies together. <gasps> He's playing a lawyer. Just like in My Cousin Vinny. I've never seen My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see the one of the original conceits of the podcast is back, which is Hannah convinces Sean that Matt Damon actually is great. I can't believe I've lost you to Ben Affleck already. <laughs> I can't believe I've lost you. <laughs> it's because Ben is playing the most Sean-coded character in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like he appeared on screen and Sean gasped in delight. <laughs> That's here. That's in. 
here. <laughs> Sean, you're just making so much work for yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh, what's that say? Kill Whitey? Kill Whitey, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, there guys. he is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Would you recommend um, people to watch this movie, Sean? 100%. Absolutely. Watch it with a group of friends. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. Uh, we'll fucking tweet it out. We didn't. We didn't tweet out the Rising Sun. Rising. I'm going to tweet this out now. Be like uh, drama alert. Don't say drama. Uh, no, do it tomorrow. We've done enough tweeting today. No, I'm going to do it now. Okay, I'm going to talk and do more stuff. Yeah, very fun. We really like. I would recommend watching this with friends. I think watching it with your group, yeah. your your buddies, is very pleasant. Wait, has this already been? Did this already get taken down? No. It's... No. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. So, Sean, do you want to know how much money this made in the box office? Uh, it's going to make me so sad, but yeah. Guess. Uh, what was the budget? I can't find the budget. Okay. 14 million. 15,000. This doesn't ha- I don't think this got released in, the bo- in theaters. Yeah, was this... I don't know. Box Office Mojo, which normally is pretty good for like... Yeah. Nothing. Go oh, right. wow. Sorry. I'm just I'm just seeing this... Uh... Oh, Miramax, no. Uh, I'm just seeing this video that we've... The video was uploaded on 14th of... Wait, 14th of February? Is that... Valentine's Day? Yeah. Yeah. This video was uploaded on Valentine's Day 2022. It has five likes and 313 views by New Jack Swing, Juicy Swing. Absolute king. New Jack Swing, Juicy Swing. If you ever wind up listening to this, I owe you a debt I can never repay. Yeah, this movie, so on Box Office Mojo, 15,000. Normally, Box Office Mojo would show you like the weeks it was in theaters. Sure. Fully nothing, and also it's, it's weird. So like, I think it came. I think it was. It went to theaters in September '96, but I think it like was shown originally in what's it called, like festivals and stuff in '95. So that's why we watched it in '95. It premiered at the Hamptons International Film Festival. It was written by a guy called uh, Rich Wilkes, who is an American filmmaker and musician. He wrote Airheads, a movie called The Stone Age, The Jerky Boys. He co-wrote the Motley Crue biopic The Dirt. Yeah, he's a, a musician. Yeah, he's just he's just a little lad. Yeah, this movie did not make a lot of money. That's okay. Sean's, that makes me very sad. Um, yeah, starring Ben Affleck. Music was by another dude. It was produced by Michael Scott Bloom and Chris J. Slater. It was distributed by... It doesn't say it was distributed by Miramax here, but we, the video we watched was definitely a Miramax one. Yeah, it had the Miramax logo so before. I, I wonder if it's a thing of Ben bought the rights. Maybe Ben bought the rights and like Harvey distributed it. Yeah, I would imagine it's not particularly expensive rights. Yeah, i say the DVD is probably a Miramax DVD, which is uncomfy, but... Yeah. Maybe that explains if Miramax didn't help with the production, why... It didn't make anything. Well, no, why it, it, it doesn't endorse sexual assault. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Tweet sent. I'll read the tweet later. Bush. Yeah. Uh, our next movie, I believe. Hey, is... we're not done. 
We're not done. We're not oh, done. our trivia. Our Matt trivia. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> it's so late. Yeah, this is the latest we've ever recorded. I had to. We did, by we, far. We recorded this after Hannah did her job. Yeah. And the buses decided to break for Hannah today. <laughs> and and then we and also funny we watched a movie. I've been here a long yeah. time. So we're gonna go to. The next movie we're watching is Courage Under Fire. So we're yes, gonna do a is. Courage Under Fire movie. Ooh. Um got like a you know Tribute. Trivia. Yeah. Thank you, I'm tired. To play his role as a heroin addict in Courage Under Fire, Matt Damon lost forty seven pounds. You played a heroin addict in yeah. Courage Under Fire? Damn. So we're so close to him. We're so close to Kevin. But we're four oh, we're a movie away. Ugh. Before I've got I've got schemes for the Kevin Smith I'm episode. I'm so scared. Y'all have no idea. Yeah. Well, the Kevin Smith episodes are what convinced Sean to do this. So I'm going to pay. Like, there's going to be a murder on the dance floor. All I'm going to say is purchases have been made. Oh, God. We're a movie away. So before that, Courage Under Fire, 1996, directed by Edward Zwink. Byline. A medal for honor, a search for justice, a battle for truth. A U.S. Army officer who made a friendly fire mistake that was covered up has been reassigned to a desk job. He is tasked to investigate a female chopper, compa- uh, chopper commander's worthiness to be awarded the Medal of Honor. Oh, no. At first, all seems in order. But then he begins to notice inconsistencies between the testimonials of the witnesses. Oh, okay. And you know who the main character is? Is it a uh, fucking homeland lady? No. No? Denzel Washington. Oh shit! I love Denzel. And Hell then, yeah! The female chopper pilot is Meg Ryan from Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah! And then someone called uh, Louis Diamond. <gasps> Stop the lights! Can you read this man's name? Um. The third down. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. And I want you to click into his name and see what the first film Staff credit. Staff Sergeant John Monfreets. <gasps> holy shit holy shit it's all starting to come together folks he's in Shea part 2 he's in Shea part 2 <laughs> a film I fully had forgotten about I don't know if you've forgotten about Shea. I don't know <laughs> I was so excited for Shea part 2 and then we started watching these and I was like oh I love these movies yeah oh, and, then, and then Matt Damon's the... wait how far away is Shea part 2 oh a while but uh, I, I need to know I need to know a number um Oh, Matt Damon film. Sean Astin! Sean Astin? Yo! Sam, Samwise Gamgee is Samwise. in here. Samwise. Uh, film. So, Shape Her 2 is in... It's in the 2000s, no? Oh, yeah. Shape Her 2 is in 2008. We're a long <laughs> way away. We're 12 uh, years away, buddy. Yeah. I need to pick Ruby. up... I need to get all the pretty horses. Yeah. We we may have decided on who our first actual guest is going to be. We'll, we will discuss that off mic. We'll discuss that off mic and update. We will update it when on When the our, episode comes out, I think. We will update it on our social medias, which you <gasps> can follow. What? Our social medias? Social medias. We're not in the pub talking about it this time. No. Or I'm not in the pub talking about it this time. We did record it last time. We re- so we recorded it last time, but we've been having some mic issues which I fixed, I think. Um, we're gonna see. We're gonna, we're gonna see. see. We've had two mics for the last two episodes, so 
It should be fixed now. It should God. be fine. Y'all, this is a really long episode. We've been talking so long. Yeah. We've been talking for four hours. Uh-huh. And if you want to continue listening and reading to our stuff, you can follow us over at on Twitter and Instagram at SineWavePod. With no S. SineWavePod. With no S. With no S. Please like my Instagram reels. I've made one so far and I thought it was really good. <laughs> it was very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. You can also email us at, what's the email, Sean? You can email us at SineWavePod at gmail.com. Uh, please rate, review and subscribe on your preferred platform of choice. Yeah. It really actually does um, help. Yeah, it does. From what I've read about the algorithm. Yeah. Um, and if you email us at SineWavePod at gmail.com, we will read your email out on on mic, so long as it's not, like, racist. horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Tune in next week. Tune in next week for Courage Under Fire. Uh, the Kevin Smithening approaches. What the, what the fuck? I know fall. exactly what fucking happened. I'm gonna... I know exactly what fucking happened. This isn't plugged in. Have we just lost, properly lost the recording, or...? Uh, we've lost the recording from the point where it shut down. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's grand. Yeah, we're pretty much finished now anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. God, we're such good uh, podcasters. Worst, worst case scenario, we use, we just use this. Yeah, we're such good podcasters. Aren't we? Aren't we? Just. Yeah. Why are you flying? Why are you booking a flight? Neil Breen? Neil Breen has just announced that his uh, next movie is going to be premiering on July 15th in London. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. What kind of shit is this, I said, and I got pissed off, and my face turned red. And that's the last thing that I should have done, because she left me, and I said, what the hell is going on here? But sometimes you gotta do that kind of thing, when love breaks down like a turd in the rain. Even for my baby, who always called me daddy when she came. Everybody. Shit! Fuck! Son of a gun! And now I'm thinking, I'm not having very much fun here, so I get on Alright, we've got an important call to make, real quick. Because our cookies have not arrived, but four stars say that they have. Why do it on... <laughs> on the light speaker? Yeah, of course I am, I'm messy. <laughs> Thank you for choosing four star pizza. Please note that calls are recorded for training and quality purposes. Are you ready to awaken the bacon? A delicious candy bacon ready yeah, for honey drizzle top pizza. Please ask in store for further details. Hi there. Um, I have an order that's uh, due to be delivered now, but when I checked the app, it said it's been completed. Uh, my name's Hannah. And it's yeah, that's it. Uh, the driver is on his way to your place. Uh, he'll be there soon. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. I'm hungry for cookies. <laughs>